0: Matt, I'm going to start this off with another analogy. I know, I know you love my analogies, so we're gonna we're gonna quick intro with an analogy. Is it about Uh, rubbing
1: and spanking your meat or whatever? (laughs) 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 Got him already. (laughs) Got him already. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's that wasn't even what
0: I did last time. That we we trimmed it. We got it. We got it ready to. That's right. It was
1: was trimming. That's right. I do. You're rubbing the meat.
0: I do appreciate. Colorful analogy that you just made Uh So Let me set the stage Matt and I walk into CC's Pizza Buffet For those of you that maybe don't have a CC's in your area It's literally exactly what it sounds like It's all you can eat pizza buffet Um, Now on the buffet they've got Many varieties of pizza They've also got pasta They've got breadsticks or cheese sticks And they've got Desserts Now Matt and I are probably each going to attack the buffet differently. We've each got a strategy in mind for a way to optimize our enjoyment of the pizza buffet. And this is this is a great analogy because when Matt was in Texas a couple months ago, we went to Assisi's for dinner one night. Um, so the topic at hand today, you, you've left the comic shop, it's Wednesday, you've got your pull list in hand. Or if you're like me, Um, It's a random day of the week, and your pull list arrived (laughs) via UPS. Could be a Friday, could be a Monday. It's never a Wednesday. It's any day but a Wednesday. But you've got your new books in hand, and you're going to plan your attack. And we're going to talk today about the different ways that you you can do that. And I know we're going to be very different in the way we approach this. So I'm going to let Matt kind of lead us into this with how he does his book reading prioritization.
1: Okay, so I was reading an article on my favorite website, Sketched Again, uh, and I thought this one was a really cool thing. It was about, like, he called it the, um, I don't remember exactly what it was. is. I'm, I'm blanking now. I'm but, off to a bad start. Yeah, <laughs> off to a bad start. Uh, but pretty much how he, like, ranked his books. And it's, like, kind of similar of how he reads his books to kind of, like, how I read my books. So he had, like, pretty much four tiers. There's, like, you're, you're, as soon as it comes in, I'm going to read it. Tier 2 was, like, you know, first week. Tier 3 was when I get to it. And Tier f- f- 4 is, like, drop zone. So the qualifications of how, like, books make it into these tiers is, one, excitement level. Are you super pumped about it? Importance. Is it the beginning of an arc? Is it the end of an arc? Uh, I think this one's important. Length of read. For example, TMNT Last Ronin. I've read a couple issues of it. I know it's fantastic, but I keep putting it off because I have that hardcover, and it's so big, and I'm just like, when am I going to read this? So I keep putting it, putting it, putting it off. Uh, favoritism, is it one of your favorite teams? Love day shirts that were wearing. X-Men, uh, 90s X-Men, that would be something that would be prioritized for me. Daredevil right now, Batman, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I think also, like, spoilers. If something is spoiler-heavy, And, like, I know some people at the comic shop might talk about it. That gets prioritized maybe over a book that might not. So just for example, how I kind of did my list. And this is kind of how I do my list. So I'm going to go through this pretty quick and even cut some of the books out. So, like, tier one for me, as soon as Batman comes in by Zdarsky, I read it. That's, like, the first book, like, this week. I know when it's a Batman week, like this week is a Batman week. I will be be getting Batman. Batman will be the first book I read that Wednesday when I come home. Uh, Daredevil. Also Zdarsky. I read it pretty much as soon as I can. Uh, When I was talking about importance might not be like the or spoilers might not be the most important thing like the event book. But Dark Crisis, when that comes out, I'm reading that. Or when I was reading um, Avengers X-Men Judgment Day, that would get prioritized. Another book that's a day one read for me, so my, like, standard day one reads, Batman, Daredevil, and the other book that I read as soon as I get it is Saga. Those are my, like, day one reads. First week, Something is Killing the Children, Anything in the Massive Verse, Nightwing by DC, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers I read in the first week. And then the book Vanished by Image by Ryan Stegman and Donnie Cates. That's something I read like. So I have like 10 books I might read the first week. Like I have to read them as soon as they come out. OK, then then we start going into like whenever I get to a territory. So you'd be surprised. Uh, spawn. I like the spawn stuff. I talk about it a lot, but I really like it's not ride or die. I have to read it the first week. It oh, comes That's out.
0: not surprising to hear at all.
1: Really? I, I figured all. you'd no. think that I'd be like all about it like oh you got to read it right away like no no one's it's talking not, about it's it. It's not
0: great because it's not great. So I know that it's something that can wait. Sweet. Not surprised.
1: Perfect. Um <laughs> you're so mad. Why are you no, so cool, mad? <laughs> no, it's cool, bro. It's cool, bro. I, I got limited time. So uh House <laughs> of Slaughter uh it was just a tie-in book to something is killing the children, but it's set in the past, so I feel like I don't really need to like read it right away like it can wait. Um amazing spider-man just because i talked to our one buddy sheridan about it but i don't have to necessarily read it right right away because he's normally behind i'm the one that stays current any of the facsimile editions uh wait you read those yeah i buy them and read them what's i i read my comic books i like reading them i like sitting down and looking at the old ads and flipping through them I can't get. I mean, it's on the iPad, I guess. I'm, I'm they, a facsimile hater, there.
0: man. Anything involved? Yeah, in I know a really you're a facsimile hater.
1: Yeah, I know. We can move on. I'm
0: sorry to interrupt you.
1: No, no, no that's that's all good. Uh, trades and hardcovers. Normally, like if I get them on Wednesday, I normally go to the shop Wednesday. Those are things I like to wait until the weekend to read when I have more time because I might try to like knock out a whole trade over a weekend. Um, and that's pretty much that. So then you have my last here. And that's, like, the drop zone territory. Uh, when things go to the drop zone, it's kind of difficult for them to come out. Like, once they go, they're kind of gone. Oh,
0: yeah, because uh, once, you've, once you've mentally started to question it, yeah, very hard. Yeah. it's like when you're in a relationship, you know, and you're like, oh, I don't know if this is working out anymore. Then all of a sudden, all you see are the bad things about that person.
1: You're 100% right. So one book they got on the drop zone is actually King Spawn. I got issues coming in like the next two issues. Don't even care. That's like I'm not interested, not interested. Don't care out of there. Um, TMNT ongoing. It's just kind of going in a direction. that's a little different and I kind of can't follow it. I don't want to spoil it, but
0: yeah, please don't spoil it. Cause I'm, I'm a few it. trades behind, but that book is best read in trade.
1: Exactly. Um, I'm all I'm all about, like, the AWA stuff, but I'm coming to the realization I'm just getting too much stuff. And, like, TMNT and the AWA stuff, like, I'll read, but I'm just going to read it digitally because it normally goes up a couple months later on, like, I have Comixology Unlimited. So I wait a couple months, and it'll be up there. So, like, I'll read it. It's just, like, it's kind of like a trade read. And now pretty much a lot of the Marvel and DC books I'll be reading, they're in drop zone, a.k.a. read it digitally. There's no point of having it. DC is awesome. I love Ultra. Love it. Love it. Love it. Most stuff can go there. Marvel is is Marvel. But that's how I do my list. Uh, that's my four tiers. And yeah, try to. I think that's a very
0: the very well constructed. I don't know what the word I'm looking for is.
1: Cerebral tactical Matt Ward level of yes, it's very
0: very Matt. It's very Matt. It's very Matt. I dropped the government name, it was you, not me.
1: I did. Um,
0: sorry. I don't apologize to me, apologize to yourself. Did you say sorry just now? Is that what just happened?
1: It's like, uh, did you just say sorry? It's like when Quentin (laughs) 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 Williams, excuse Excuse me, bless you. (laughs) It's a good one. We got him twice, Uh, we got him twice this episode.
0: Um. So yeah, I think that that all makes sense. Um, let me now just absolutely to ruin this to, for you. Yeah, let me let me when this, you find this. out the absolute insane way that I do this lunacy. Uh, you're really gonna you're really gonna dislike it. I'm positive. <laughs> I don't have tears.
1: Do you throw everything in the middle of a pile like <laughs> dust? Then your dog picks one. Like, how this how does this work? I, I don't, this don't have system. tears.
0: But I do have a method to my madness. All right. So the first thing that we do, and you have to keep in mind that I'm not reading things the day they come out, ever, because I am only mail order. So the like when I get things, I'm already behind. So it doesn't matter as much to me about, oh, am I going to see or hear a spoiler? I'm not going to a comic shop where I'm going to, so... Uh, It's unless you spoil something for me, it's a very low chance that I'm going to have something spoiled. So um, the first thing we do is we take all of the books and we actually um, organize them by publisher. So I'll have my Marvel pile, my DC pile, and then everything that's not Marvel or DC, anything that's image valiant, whatever, all the the quote unquote independent publishers go in a third pile.
1: And then... How big is that pile? That's gonna the play. biggest pile these days. I was going to say, like, there's to be, be that two way. Book, one book It the didn't always part. used to be
0: that way. This, this method is less in use now because I'm buying a lot less yeah. than I used to. But yeah. in my heyday, that's what we would do. Marvel yes. in one pile, DC in another, and then everything else, all the independent books in a third pile. And then, within each of those piles, each of the publishers, I would organize them by... At the top of the pile, the things that I was the least excited to read. What would essentially be your drop zone, I'm putting at the top of the pile to read first, and as you go from the top of the pile all the way down to the bottom, they get progressively more interesting, I'm more excited about them, they're characters that I like more, I save the best for last. And then, when I have my three individual publisher piles organized by least excited to most excited to read. I'll then organize the three publishers into one pile. So I usually would do DC first because I'm least excited about DC. Then I put all the independent stuff in the middle and then the Marvel stuff at the bottom because the Marvel okay. stuff was the stuff I liked the most. Okay. So I'd have one pile of books organized from least excited to read to most excited to read in three tiers based on publisher. Well they, and Caveat, they're, they're, hold on one caveat if it was something that was um not published by Marvel or DC so a quote unquote yes. independent publisher if it was a mini series we pull those out and we save those until we get the full mini series then we'll read all four or five or six issues at once um i didn't put the minis into my big read pile that's how i do it you hate it don't you
1: no i get the concept of so my only problem with that is that i get the concept of like saving the best for last but I feel like with some of the bad, it's so like bad that you're just like, oh, I don't even want to read it. So then I wouldn't want to. Yeah, it would so slow me down. On, well, it would slow me down on reading the stuff I actually want to read because it's like, oh, uh, I had to trudge through this to. Well, at the time,
0: uh, You had a lot I, more time. I, yeah, I had more time, and I was also. I mean, I was the only things that I did really when I was buying the most comics. So this would be pre, like pre late teenage years and then during my um my living in ohio and new york years i was buying like 30 to 40 books a month yeah and all i did was read and play video games that was it you know i didn't have demanding jobs yeah i wasn't doing bands at the time you know stuff with with my musical endeavors takes up a lot of time sometimes. So it's, you know, it was harder to read a lot. um, That, but.
1: So when you have your independent stack too, Mm -hmm. are there like, is like valiant, if like you're digging valiant, do all the valiant books go at the top? And so you have it broken in between IDW image Mm -hmm. that, Oh my God. So you have like 10 stacks, (laughs) you have three stacks, but you have a mini stack. Yeah, yeah, but their third stack has ten stacks in it. Yeah, because it all comes into one anyway. Like
0: it all goes back and it all comes to one stack at the end. There's a method to the madness, man. Now these days, I'm not buying enough for that you to got matter. Ten books.
1: Yes, um,
0: I still I still split everything by publisher, but I don't buy any DC anymore. So it's really just taking my two Marvel books. <laughs> ghost rider and captain marvel and putting them (laughs) together and then everything else is just you know image and boom and the occasional random small press book
1: so where does batman cataclysm and all that stuff come into play when does that come into play is that just a palate cleanser is that that's why this is so difficult
0: to do now because i'm reading so much digitally like (laughs) i've got my hands in so many cookie jars because i'm i'm also still reading revival i haven't gone back to no man's land and a couple of months now because i've been trying to get through revival yeah and revival has a lot of words in it sometimes <laughs> and i do most of my reading in bed before i go to sleep so, so you're
1: like passing out you're you know, like there are relation. nights i only
0: get yeah i get like four or five pages and then
1: i'm like i'm ready to sleep man it's that it took a lot out of me it's a lot of reading <laughs> it's kind of a lot of text like that kevin smith daredevil i've been ducking i don't want to read it but i I flipped to the issue there's like so many like word balloons like so much dialogue i'm like oh no Mm -hmm. yes
0: man i was looking through something the other day i forget what it was Um, and i almost texted you because there were so many words on the page i was like this is like it's like those prose pages in X-Men now. Like yeah. It's, yeah. it's just it's hidden. It was, it's, it's just yeah, better it just... <laughs> hidden. Oh, I know what it was. It was it was uh, one of those Wildcats books I picked up the other day. Like there's a lot of words in those books, man.
1: But then there's just pages with no like two words on them too. Like it's that's that's what I've noticed with those wordy books. Some yeah. they'll be like pages and they'll be splash pages. But I don't and
0: I don't like that. I like I like smooth consistent. pacing the whole yeah. way out. Yeah, dude, Kirkman spoiled me on Invincible when it comes to pacing. Yep. BKV with Saga, same way. There's, I don't think there, are, there, are, I don't think any comics exist that are better paced than Invincible and Saga. They are perfect for for me. But anyway, so with the you know, with your just... method, with your method of reading the things you're most excited about first, mm-hmm. I feel like you end up buying a lot of things that you just never read because you cuz if you're putting stuff off and you're going oh I'll read this when I get to it or I think I might drop this like doesn't that end up with you buying things a lot longer than you need to because you don't get to read it soon enough and then you don't make the decision quick enough to stop getting it I feel like that would I mean this is, that would be a real thing that happened to me if I did it that way cuz I would never read the stuff I'd never get to it but I'd keep buying it
1: uh, I mean, yeah, I have like uh I have a nice little short box right now that I'm working through, and I have been working through it uh, they kinda end up turning into like your mini series approach, like I'll have like six issues, and then I'll just like over the weekend I'll just bang one of those like books out and kinda get completely caught up um. The stuff that's like really sitting in those boxes is more like mini series. They're not like ongoing. I'm really trying to get away from reading ongoing comics just because that yeah. will happen. Yeah. It will just stack up and like you'll have like 15, 20 issues that you don't get to. A lot of my stuff is just like, oh, there's this three issue mini series of Barbaric and uh, Twig is five issues from Image. So it's like more like stuff like that. And so like once I get done, it's done could I ideally like <laughs> realistically I should get 10 to maybe 20 books a month. Like if that, like probably closer to 10, I was like, I was listening to a podcast and they said like the optimal number of books, like the average comic person gets is like 10 a month. I get like 30, but I'm also like really reigning that back in. Like, I thought you were you're really
0: above average. And I was going to agree.
1: The, I, I am right now, but I'm really like trying to rein that stuff back in because, like, I just don't need as much, and I can, you know, collect this stuff. I I can read this stuff digitally. I don't really. I'm working on it. My my problem
0: with like the miniseries stuff over the years is that I just want everything to be an ongoing. Yeah, I mean, really, what I want is if it's from Marvel or DC, I want it to be an ongoing with no new numbering ever. Yes, I just want ongoing series original numbering and then if it's from like image or boom or whatever you know it like, give me a solid 50 to 70 issues that's all I really need I'm I'm happy unless it's invincible then no, it should never end ever go <laughs> on until I die
1: I'm with you with like the mini series thing as well too like, like um, I stopped
0: buying them I don't I don't I, I, I bought Noctera thinking that that was an ongoing and now it's you know it's really just 12 issues in a one shot that's it
1: yeah uh, and like you gotta think of it like, the massive stuff, that stuff doesn't come out every month. So, like, that that's in my, like, first week. There's been weeks and, like, months sometimes of, like, delays between Rogue Sun. Rogue Sun and Radiant Black have been delayed a lot. So, yeah, I mean, that that's one thing. Just looking at the list, like, something's killing the children, same thing. He does, Tanian kind of does a saga thing. He's not as, doesn't take as long of a break, but he'll do an arc. And then they'll be like two months off and then he'll come back and, or he'll do like something's killing the children and then he'll do house of slaughter. And like, yep. that's how you keep it going. So it's like the stuff I've neglected is more so the stuff I've neglected. not nah, it, it is in that yellow zone territory and not maybe so much the good stuff. But like, once I kind of get through it, the stuff I've kind of made decisions on, I'm like, ah, I don't really need to get this anymore. I'll read it digitally. There's enough and- on the apps.
0: that's why I used to put all of that type of stuff first because if I was wavering on it, I needed to read it as soon as I got it. So I could like make the decision to go in and drop it primarily because books galore had me on that two months ahead, no matter what. So I had to make decisions quickly so I didn't get strung up for another month of something that I didn't want.
1: Yeah, I hear that. And that's like just the differences between us. We kind of alluded to that you know, last episode that you're the cold calculating hitman, like you're, you're going to, you're going to kill okay. this book. <laughs> you're going to drop the book and kill it real quick. I, I will finish the arc. Like, let me get the whole arc and then I'll make like a decision. Like yeah, Dave will, Joe, Dave will drop it like two issues in. He don't care. Like that's, Dude, I'll
0: drop it in the middle of drop an issue. It quick.
1: Yeah. He'll drop it in the middle of an issue. Just be like, I'm out. Done.
0: I did that with X of Swords a couple of times with, with those, <laughs> those, those, some of those, Middle parts of the crossover, yeah, I'd get done. to page eight or ten. And, nope, not reading this.
1: Yeah, done. I, you know, I've done that recently, but yeah. yeah. Pick up the ghost. I hear you.
0: So I think, uh I think our methods couldn't be any more different. <laughs> first of all,
1: but that's that's what makes it beautiful.
0: I, I'm sure our two methods aren't the only ones out there. So if if anyone listening or watching has a different way that they uh, they prioritize their weekly reads um or whatever biweekly, monthly however you do it uh tweet it at us put it in the comments if you're watching on youtube um i'd, I'd love to hear some of the other ways that people do this because i think it's a really interesting topic That's um cool. with all that being said let's move on to the news shall we it's
1: time for it's time for the news um
0: because dave doesn't really pay attention to this
1: it's time for the news love that bumper all right it's news time for me all right i got some i got some news it's not really a lot of news but i got i got a lot of news so have you been on BC infinite ultra recently have you been on this week
0: sad to say i have not been on since like the week we talked about it the first time (laughs) (laughs) i I read i read all that shadow war stuff and then i had a really i had a lot of good intentions to start zadarsky's run and then i just i need to get this revival monkey off my back i get
1: it i get it i get it i get it okay the big update I was talking about like two months ago when you immediately went and downloaded and paid your money to get in this ultra tier is up. There are some serious heavy hitter graphic novel collections and omnibuses on there now. Now we're talking. Uh, Sheriff of Babylon, uh Batman the Killing Joke, Transmetropolitan, 100 Bullets. I
0: love that. We I th- love that.
1: We Three, American Vampire for me. And the book that I have not seen on any of these DC apps or anything due to, I think there might be some legal things. Watchmen is now on there. Ooh. So I saw that in the killing joke. The killing joke hasn't been on there either. So it must have did something with Alan Moore to get some of his material. And there was another. I know it wasn't like, I know it's not fables and I know it's not. I don't think he wrote Sandman or something, but, but another one of his like famous series like is on there. So these are just the ones I cherry picked and came to my mind. Swamp Thing? But there's, There no, wasn't Swamp Thing. There are some other like some more of the Sandman universe is on there now. So like the Sandman, the Dreaming or whatever, like there's more uh, stuff than I mentioned, right. but I like those are just the ones that kind of stuck out to me. So
0: if you haven't read 100 Bullets or Transmetropolitan, those are both solid books. Okay. I highly I, recommend I, I, it. I, I I started them before and then always wanted to like pick up all the trades and go back and read them. I read the first couple volumes of each one of those and really liked them years ago. It's one of those things that's always in the list, but never gets read.
1: Is DMZ ahead of both of those though, in your opinion? In my
0: opinion, yes. But that's because DMZ is like a top 10 all time for me.
1: I need to do DMZ and I also need to do Why the Last Man. That's what you um, don't
0: need to do though. You don't need to watch the DMZ show on HBO.
1: (laughs) I knew this was coming. (laughs)
0: You know what? It would have been so easy to to do DMZ the way it was in the comic, and they just chose to not make it as interesting. And I love Rosario Dawson. You could have you could have gender swapped Maddie, called her Martha, and had Rosario Dawson play that character, and I would have loved it. It's the story of DMZ that makes it so interesting, and they've they managed to go with Possibly the most boring take on DMZ they could have. It's very disappointing.
1: I'm sorry to hear that, Dave.
0: Yeah, I am too. All
1: right. We're in the trailer section of the news. Okay, did that was see, quick. Did, did you watch it did you watch any trailers?
0: You know I don't. I watched oh. I watched the one Ant Man trailer because it was forced upon me when I saw Wakanda Forever. Okay. That's it.
1: Okay transformers rise of beast trailer came out this week these are these are strictly my thoughts doesn't look good at all cgi looks bad doesn't look good it's not, not michael bay
0: anymore is it
1: i don't know i don't think i don't so. think it is i think it's i think this so. is a reboot somewhere else i think it's someone else i am super excited for this super mario movie i think it looks too. awesome i can't I agree. wait i think it like that first trailer people are complaining about chris pratt's voice I don't care, dude. I think that movie I don't looks care fun, and the second trailer looks even was even better than the the first trailer. Like it looks awesome. So um,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I'm with you. I think that movie is going to be fantastic. I love Jack Black as Bowser. Yeah, he was. <laughs> I think that's fantastic. I don't care what Chris Pratt sounds like. I, yeah. I don't love Chris Pratt because of the person that he is, but I'm okay, okay with his acting. Yeah, in most things, that's what's. I'm I'm excited on Mario Brothers.
1: In the third trailer, I I really don't want to talk about this one that much, but the new Guardians of the Galaxy trailer. You know my thoughts on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am excited for this one. Trailer feels a lot like the first movie. We will see. I hope it's a return to prominence. I hope we rebound. I'm I'm actually. That one looks good. I'm excited for that. All right. All right. This week, December 3rd, I have been vindicated, brother. I have been vindicated for everything that I've been saying. Marvel comic book resources. This isn't some just crazy. This isn't some crazy website. Some. Some. A website saw? some random tweet this is on a real comics journalism marvel refocusing on quality over quantity my friend mcu after internal negative feedback over the handling of phase four the distribution and quality the issues that need to be addressed are the scripts the post production and the lackluster visuals.
0: Lackluster visuals doesn't sound right to me.
1: she hawk looks horrible, and you lo- you think it looks good? It looks horrible, dude. I'm t- it looks bad, bro. It looks no, it bad. doesn't. All right, man. Uh,
0: the scripts, I- the script writing. I agree. They've they've definitely. We are full on in formula territory now with the movies.
1: I, I think the the problem too is just like i get what they were trying to do with like their whole multiverse but it really the strength of the mcu was it all being connected and i'm not even saying like you can do different you can do different films obviously and they can have different tones you can do different tv shows or whatever and they can have different tones but it's not building to any like it, it really isn't I don't know. You can. Well, it is, but it's it, isn't. It's it not is. Like, it is, but it is. not isn't. like it's not like the infinity. Like it was like thing after yeah. thing. Like it was more direct. I guess like you, yeah. could, you could see where they were kind of going. This is a little bit more meandering, uh, and I I don't know. I think there, with that, is, it's just like
0: there's building going on. It's just happening between the shows and the movies, um, and it's very not obvious. it's happening in the ant-man trailer there's kind of a major thing that happens that is a setup for the thread of phase four and uh not phase four we in phase five now or is it still phase four they, I don't even punting, know anymore. They're
1: punting. We're on five. They're punting four. They're, they said phase four is over or whatever. They're on the five okay. now. Well, I don't know, whatever. For
0: for, for whatever is going to be the thread in phase five, I think, based on some of the titles that I have seen, um, something that happens in Loki is going to show up in Ant-Man, and that is going to be the thread that follows through to the next Avengers
1: movie. Do you feel like, I don't know, Well, this probably, this probably isn't a fair question, but once again, it's in the movies, though. Like, yes, this is something that happened in Loki, but like, do you really have to watch Loki? Because once again, I think there's just too much content. I really do. I, I, I think there's just a lot of content.
0: There is a lot of content. Um, to keep think, up with. I think what they were banking on is that the MCU fan was hardcore enough to just watch it all. Because yeah. if that's the only thing you're into, it's not overwhelming. If you don't watch a lot of TV shows, and your hobby is the MCU, it's not a, it's not too much. It's probably just enough to slightly not enough for the more voracious fan. But the reality is, there aren't enough of those people to sustain it, I don't think. I,
1: I would consider you to be a... You're more voracious of a fan than I am. hmm Bro. So you're a voracious a voracious fan. You have a high demanding job. You're in a relationship. You are in a band. You watch Formula One. You have to Formula One manage your team. You watch your NFL team. Like there is like I
0: also play you're, Apex you're, Legends a lot too. You're
1: a big Apex Legends guy. Let's not, let's not, you gotta do some meet tours every once in a while. So like you're the you're you're, I guess, the the target demo for this. And, like, it's a lot for you to even keep up with.
0: Still haven't seen Eternals. Didn't watch Ms. Marvel until it was finished.
1: Yeah, and, like, I don't know, man. I just... I love the cinematic and the movie quality. Like, I, I that's just... It's just... I would rather them just go back to, like, more of the movie approach than, like, this. Ideally, TV is where it should go you'd have longer time to develop these characters and do that but like the cinematic quality I don't know there's just something special about it I agree and and there's also or or if they were going to do like two series a year on TV I think that would be fine but when you start adding in more movies and stuff it's just you kind of have to do one or the other or we're going to do a movie and a TV show I don't know the commitment of a two hour movie is a lot different than 20 10 hours and all these different TV shows. Is well, they're mostly is the they're lie. mostly
0: six episodes long, so you're looking at you know,
1: two movies, though, right? Like forty minutes ish. About that, yeah. An episode,
0: but I think the problem is, um, I, I get sort of tired out when Marvel introduces a new character into the MCU in a movie, and I have to watch. A two hour origin story because I am sort of waiting to get to the point. I know who the character is already. Yeah. I don't need that much backstory on their origin. And a lot of the MCU shows have been six hour long origin stories.
1: Yeah, and that's true. When you I tell you that that
0: is tough to sit through, yeah. boy, Ms. Marvel was tough because it was a six hour origin story. Same with Moon Knight. Um, WandaVision was 10 episodes long, nine episodes long. It probably could have been six, probably should yeah. have been six. Yeah. Um, and the stuff that's good is really, really good. But the stuff that doesn't land, it, I think in, in some capacity tarnishes the brand a little bit. Yeah. Which I think is why you have that news that you just read.
1: And another approach is like the, one of the p- rumored approaches Is to do more of these specials like Werewolf or um, is it Werewolf by Night and the Guardians Chris and the Guardians Christmas special, which I really enjoyed. I haven't seen Werewolf by Night, but I will watch it because you said it's good. I haven't watched Guardians yet. It's short. It's like forty minutes, right? Like, yeah, yeah, dude. Like that's I don't know. I I just yeah. I think your assessment is correct about the origin story deal as well too. Like it's just yeah. So Uh, and my last piece of news is on the Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle, I want everyone to check it out cuz last episode I, I was complaining about DRM-free comics and we don't have a lot. So this on there's a Neil Gaiman one, uh like I know that Norse Gods and there's some other stuff up, but the one I wanted to focus on was the Image 10s bundle. So this is like the 2010s of Image. I've been hmm. getting all the ones from the 90s up. So this 2010s bundle all nine volumes of Saga. Uh, Ice Cream Man. Uh, I think there's five volumes. I've heard that's like, a, it's a weird book, but like a horror anthology. I want to read that. Uh, I think I was talking about that last week and that I was like, oh, this came up. Sex Criminals by Fraction and Zadarsky, Whole Run. Uh, Spawn, the issues, like, I think it's like three, it's not 300, it's two something, literally up to like three issues back. Maybe it's up to like 326 which is a couple issues back that's a lot yeah the darkness witchblade savage dragon alex and ada did you you love think that you book talked, you talked about that so book. i was like i'm getting that love uh, it i hate fairyland i hate fairyland by scotty young the four all four volumes that are currently out Philadelphia, which i was talking about i we're on the third arc that has the first two arcs so you'd only be one arc behind Luther Strode, which I really liked, uh three volumes of the the Secret Town of Luther Strode, uh the v- series sex, and all nine volumes of revival. So I will be buying that. So I will have my DRM free copies, and that should keep me busy for quite a while.
0: You ain't reading half that.
1: I'm not, but it's gonna be good to own <laughs> it and have it. Yes. It's gonna be good to have it and own it though. And that concludes the news from me.
0: I have one bit of news. Love it. It's December. We're recording this on December 5th. Which means in what, four-ish weeks? Three, three and a half, four weeks. It's going to be January. Which means Saga will be back.
1: Saga will be back.
0: And that's very exciting news. That's, And I'll probably mention it again two or three more times. Time. But I can't yeah. wait. And I will and then, read that right away when it comes up, when I get it, because I got too many friends reading it, and some of them like to talk and don't ask first if I've read the issue before they say something about it.
1: I have never spoiled. So never, never. Well. It's not you. It's not yeah, you. I know. I'm just, I know that one. I know that yeah. one means a lot. So I've never spoiled that one. You've
0: never spoiled that. I know you wouldn't. All right, let's move on. So, in in what are you reading and what are you playing? I've got I've got one thing to talk about but it's probably going to be time consuming. So I'm going to okay. let you go ahead and go first.
1: All right, I'm up. I want to rattle off my things as fast as I can.
0: <laughs> you don't have to go fast. I just I'm I'm going to yeah, I'm going to probably go on a slight rant.
1: I love a good rant. Book number 1. I hope these come through. I've been reading a lot digitally. They come through pretty good. Yeah. Punisher War Journal Blitz. Um this is the War Journal series from the current ongoing Pun- Punisher series, which I don't particularly love, uh, because they've ruined Frank Castle, pretty much, and his motivations and origin, and made it really weird. But this book, uh, this one, uh Torn Grunbeck, I think. No, yep, but who not- ruined him? Oh, Jason Aaron. So this is by Torn Grunbeck, and Lan Medina does the art. And if you like disregarded all that stuff that jason Aaron is doing this is a good punisher book so i really <laughs> i really like this one it was good it was a good quick easy read uh the second book i read was dave do you what do you know about the serpent society
0: I no know, i know a decent amount
1: i had no idea what the serpent society is it's pretty much like a racist group of not good people i didn't know they were
0: racist but oh
1: dude i was listening to a black panther podcast uh that marvel produces which is kind of it's kind of shilly i don't really like official podcasts i just think they're a little shilly but they are actually pretty good it was talking about the the origin of the panther and they were talking about when he kind of like reveals himself and they find out that he's like well the team knows he's black but um monica lynn is involved and she finds out he's black regardless there are some issues. Uh, I read the Avengers. whoop Avengers number 73 and 74. This is from like 1960 something really enjoyable. But I found out about the serpent society and how racist they are. And pretty much like there is their plot is to they have a late night talk show host. Go figure that's spouting a certain side of the aisle and he brings on another guy. And he's the counterpoint of that aisle from the black African-American perspective. And these guys are screaming and hollering each other. Long story short, spoiler for 1960, you find out both of these guys are in the Serpent Society. And they've been working together the whole time to stoke up all this flames and fear. And their plan is to unmask the Black Panther. They have the Black Panther go through like New York and he's stealing things, but it's not actually the Black Panther. It's another guy. And they have kidnapped the actual Black Panther, and they were going to unmask him, but the, the plan gets foiled. Long story short, I found out about what the Serpent Society is about, and it's not good stuff. But these were great issues of Avengers. Like, I really enjoyed reading. I like reading old stuff, so that was that was good.
0: Can I maybe... Just, I don't want to use the word defend the Serpent Society, but I have a...
1: Whoa!
0: I have... Dave Luke defending? All right! I have a point of view on this.
1: White well, well, power, bro.
0: <laughs> could it? No,
1: absolutely not.
0: But could it be? What year was that comic book published?
1: Um, the run. It's not 1960. Let me. Night March 1970.
0: So, could it be that maybe the Serpent Society isn't racist, but that it was. A lot easier to have racists in a comic in 1970. Very soon after the civil rights movement, I think maybe because I've this I've read comics with the Serpent Society in like the 90s and 2000s, and they're very much no longer racists.
1: No, they they might not be. that <laughs> might
0: be a product of the time, not necessarily like.
1: There was a specific panel I was going to send you. What uh, the, the guy who is uh, the black guy who's on the late night show that's debating with the other guy, he's walking down the street and some members of the Serpent Society are like, we're going to beat him up because that's the only way those kind of people are going to learn. And I was like, we can't do that anymore. They're they a little racist. They're they a little racist back in the year. <sighs> All right. So <laughs> if changed. anyone from had Marvel had to,
0: ever finds a debate of this podcast... While I may have been not in favor of many of the retcons that have happened over the years,
1: <laughs> Big Surface Society, I think right this now.
0: is one that might need it. I think you maybe need to rewrite that history. It's
1: that's a product that's pretty of the damning. time. It's a product of the time. Like I, I get it, um, and and that was how they addressed social statements back then. So I get it. Like it, it made it makes sense. And there was, I think, yeah.
0: I, I I think part of it is that I I. I I would imagine some of the creators at the time were not in favor of some of the things that were being done, progressively speaking, when no. it came to civil rights. And no. and you get that sentiment coming through in the book, in some of those comics, because they can get away with speaking their mind through a character that's not real, which is probably what's happening here, No, no. to guess.
1: The Serpent Society is definitely portrayed in a bad light. They're not portrayed in a good light.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: Okay. I, yeah, I'm the, the saying of some of their Marvel. creators
0: were probably racist, and because they can't say those things publicly themselves, they they say them through a character that isn't held to the same standard that they are. I can create a racist comic book character because I can't I, walk around my job and be racist myself.
1: No, I don't think that's. I don't think that's the case. Roy Thomas wrote this. I don't think Roy Thomas is a huge racist. It was just. I don't know, man. I haven't met the man, know. but he doesn't come off that way. It's it seems And he like... might not
0: be. I'm just making a general statement. I'm not trying to drag okay. Roy Thomas.
1: Yeah. I think this was an analogue to sentiment in the Times. Because like the Avengers are like they're all obviously all against it. Yeah, and... yeah I would hope so. Yeah, like the... <laughs> Well, this was a good tangent for I got my dollar ninety nine out of that book. <laughs> so that was that was But you uh... paid a dollar ninety nine for that? No, that's how much I'm I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. It's yeah, a please minute, but, yeah, please don't. But I'm not going to get into my calculations. Okay. I'm always dragging Star Wars. I, I hate Star Wars now. They've ruined Star Wars. Disney ruined Star Wars for me. But I'm like, maybe I should read some of this older material. So I just tried an issue of this Star Wars Legacy series. Um, it focuses on one of Luke's descendants, Cade Skywalker, and... He is what they failed to execute in The Last Jedi when they were flirting with the whole gray Jedi angle. And long story short, he's a younger guy. He ends up using the dark side of the force, but he's a Jedi, uses the dark side of the force to revive someone. And when he uses that power, it signals to the dark side of the force, we need to get this individual. They're super powerful. They might be able to sway the the war, you know, towards our side. So, like, really interesting. And I'm just like, this is the Star Wars I want to read. And this is the Star Wars I want to watch. So I might start reading some of that legacy material because there is years and years and years. So why this is one topic we can talk about later, Dave, is headcanon and how we make our headcanon. This is the Star Wars I want to watch and see and read. I think so one on of my favorite
0: of, things that happens on the podcast is inevitably, when you mention Star Wars, you caveat every Star Wars comment with, this will probably be a topic for a later episode, and then we never do it.
1: It's because I don't want to come off as too vitriolic, because I'm very passionate It'd about be, Star Wars. I, I'd be
0: fine with that. It'd be, be nice to not be the villain for once.
1: All right, maybe I have to do... We'll have to do Star Wars. I'm going to have to really... I'm just shooting off the, the hip right now, no pun intended, Han Solo, but like, I really got to get my <laughs> thoughts kind of together because I don't want to come off as if you like the new stuff. Good for you, but that he, doesn't, he doesn't
0: want to come off like me. That's what he's trying to say.
1: No, whatever. Um, all right, these I can maybe talk about a little bit better. Maybe so. I've tried two two series that eh, let me just pick these up. See how they go. Eight billion genies. Okay. Have you heard anything about this one?
0: Nope.
1: So, this book, in this book, it centers around there. It starts off in this like bar, and there's a bunch of people coming in, a diverse group of characters, all kinds of different people. And there is an event that happens. And long story short, everyone on the planet gets a genie, and everyone can make one wish. So, there's 8 billion genies. That's obviously the title of the book.
0: Wasn't this also kind of the plot of Wonder Woman 1984, like in a Didn't weird way? Didn't like, see it. Wasn't everybody getting spoilers. their wishes granted in that movie?
1: Spoil- spoilers, that was my saga. You just spoiled it for me. Never that, that, uh, that movie's been out for two years, man. It's spoiler. too late. Too late um, for a
0: spoiler. You had your chance.
1: But as you can assume, there are some people that use their wish wisely and there are some people that use their wishes very illogically and I don't want to give away too much, but I'm not not going to pick it up in paper. But I'm like, when there's a sale, I want to see where this is going. Like, it got me. It it kind of hooked me in the first issue. So 8 Billion Genies was pretty cool. It was just on sale for like 99 cents on a comiXology deal, and I missed it. But next time that comes around or they do the trade or collection or whatever, I'll pick that up. Last book I'm going to pick up, and I kind of talked about it a little bit, uh, but not too much. The new volume of I Hate Fairyland. I have oop, oop camera. I have not read the other four volumes of this, but dude, like oh this art man, like it's fantastic. Like uh, like I don't know if I can get to come through, but like it's not even Scotty Young, but it's it's in his style and it's evocative of him. So I don't the recap page on the first page it's like they kind of give you a recap but they're like honestly if you didn't read the other stuff it's fine just jump in here it's like from what i'm gathering it's a gert is the main character she's like 30 years old but she's trapped in the body of like a 10 year old because she went and she made a wish that she wanted to live in fairyland and then she gets disgruntled and doesn't want to live in fairyland anymore i don't know how she got out of fairyland but uh she curses, she drinks, she's just whatever she gets in the fights. It's just a fun book with really good art. And that uh, that issue was $4.99, but you can jump on the Humble Bundle and get for $25, get all those other books and four volumes of I Hate Fairyland. So I think that's where I'm going to be spending my time. That's going to be my revival. I'm going to be working through that, chipping away.
0: I hope that. not. It's taken me forever to read revival. What
1: volume of revival are you on? I'm
0: on? I'm on volume five now. About halfway through volume, I'm gonna five.
1: lap you. I'm gonna lap you tomorrow. I'm gonna download them when I'm at work, and I'm gonna get. I'm gonna blow by you. I'm no, you're I'm not. Gonna lap you.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. insane to even consider.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna catch you. That
0: one, there's no, you, there's no way you're gonna do that. There's no way. I'd I'm love to commit. see that happen.
1: I'm gonna commit. Have you read All Revival I've, before? I've read the first issue and I liked it, but I just, yeah. I, I didn't. Yeah, a lot of I, words. I, I want to read These it. A lot of words. <laughs> It's a lot of words. Bro, I'm out here reading a serpent society. Do no, you don't think there are some words in that from 1970?
0: Fair enough. We only read two issues, man. This is nine volumes.
1: That's true. True story. True story.
0: A lot more. A lot more books. A lot more words.
1: But that concluded my uh my readings.
0: All right. So, so what is
1: this? So, so, well,
0: so what I'm reading, I'm still reading Revival. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't read anything but Revival in the last week, and I do have a bit of a. I have a confession. Bit of a confession.
1: Sit down kids, get a, what is, is when this I, a safe for work conversation? Some nights, or?
0: yeah it is, some nights when I get in bed to read Revival before I go to sleep at night, Uh, sometimes I'll just open up Marvel Strike Force and just do like, I'll play a couple of raid battles or I'll do my dailies or whatever and then oops, an hour goes by and I actually have to go to sleep because it's too late to read now. So there are nights where I say I'm going to read Revival to myself, and then it never happens because I waste all my time on a stupid free-to-play Marvel game. So that's also impeding my progress quite a bit right now.
1: This is how I'm going to lie to you.
0: <laughs> Honestly, maybe. <laughs> maybe. But that is not the topic that I want to discuss for what I'm playing, because on Friday, uh, a new Marvel game came out. Uh, Rise of the Midnight Suns. Oh. On PlayStation, okay. Xbox, and PC. I don't, I don't know if it's on Switch or not. I'm not sure. Um, so it is a turn-based card game, thought. strategy, battler type of a game. So it's kind of like XCOM light. Um, the The battles all play out where you select an action card for a specific hero that's in your party. And uh, it's, you know, you have a certain number of cards you can play per turn, then it's the enemy's turn. Um, in, in between those battles, there's like a world hub where you have to walk around and you can talk to other characters that are either part of the Midnight Suns or that have been recruited by Caretaker to help the Midnight Suns. There are allegedly four Midnight Suns. Everyone else is just sort of there to help. Um, that's where you kind of get bits and pieces of the story as well as there are cut scenes that take place um, before and after some of the, the battles that give you you know more story context and reveal more of the plot etc um, I've played the game for a few hours so far and man I want to love it so bad
1: yeah, yes
0: I want to love it so bad yes
1: <laughs> Cobra.
0: Unfortunately, there's a lot to not like about this game. Um, I think the biggest problem immediately is the story itself. Uh, it, normally, I, I don't have a problem when a game kind of does their version of a character. Unfortunately, Marvel can't seem to get that right. When they license out their characters to a game. DC has done a fantastic job. With allowing publishers to do their take on. Batman. Um, primarily Batman. They don't really have a lot of other DC games yet. But
1: Batman. But most of those
0: Batman games. are Are great. Unique takes on the character. Without straying too far from. What makes Batman Batman. And unfortunately. Every Marvel game we get. The versions of the characters that we get. Are. Like, comic-inspired, but really, we're just trying to recreate the movie characters. So I have to get an Iron Man that vaguely resembles Robert Downey Jr. That vaguely sounds like Robert Downey Jr. And I just don't freaking need that. I don't need that. If I want to play an MCU video game, then make me an MCU video game. You're going to give me a game that is so rooted in the comics, like everything to do with Ghost Rider and the Midnight Suns, then give me a a comic adapt- adaptation of these characters. But trying to force some sort of, like, great value MCU version of these characters down our throats, because it's really, really not great. And they're all like that. <laughs> if they're in the movies and in this game, strap in for a pretty generic time, and don't get me started on the character that you play as, because guess what? You, for some reason, have to play as a character created specifically for this game. Oof. You're called the Hunter. You're like some ancient being uh, that is Lilith's son. Lilith from Midnight Suns is the main villain in the game. Um, So you... You have to create your character. You can create either male or female. And you have like five stock options for things like head and eyes and hair. It's a very limited character creation. It's I, not like, the
1: NBA 2K suite, but was what you tell me. Right.
0: Like, <laughs> I, don't, like I don't know why I'm forced to play as some sort of generic bearded man with a sword. <laughs> like, I go into battle next to Captain Marvel and fucking Iron Man. And I'm just... Bearded guy with sword, like that is my contribution to the party. It's the it's the hokiest option available, <laughs> and I don't know. I I can't for the life of me understand why they had to do it that way. Um, caretaker isn't caretaker. If, if you're unfamiliar with caretaker, caretaker is a, a character in sort of the, the Ghost Rider ethos, who is sort of he's sort of an orchestrator of events, and he's he's been around a really long time. He's He's worked with many iterations of the Ghost Rider. He's sort of like a, a spiritual guide for, for the spirit of vengeance. Um, unfortunately, in the Rise of the Midnight Suns video game, it's just Agatha Harkness. Only she's caretaker now. Not sure why we had to do that. That's what happened. Uh, mild spoilers coming up. So if you do want to play the game, very mild story spoilers. This is You get this in the opening opening cinematic of the game. Though so it's not like a like a plot twist spoiler But Johnny Blaze is In the game Unfortunately He's like 70 years old
1: Oh I didn't know if he was like In the machine gun Johnny Blaze like in the book We read he's not even okay.
0: Ghost Rider Or if he is I haven't seen him turn into Ghost Rider Yet the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider is the Midnight Suns Ghost Rider in the game what? <laughs> Uh <laughs> Yeah, jo- they're Johnny all over Blaze, place, bro, they're all over yeah, the place. They have no idea what they're doing, man. Johnny Blaze is like at, at a grave site, and Iron Man and Doctor Strange like walk up to him. They're like in the middle of a desert at a grave. They walk up to Johnny Blaze, they exchange words, and then Johnny essentially like gives him the finger and rides off into the sunset on his motorcycle. And then they get attacked. Doctor Strange and Iron Man get attacked by some disciples of Lilith. Um, who, is, who is resurrected by Dr. Faustus and
1: Hydra. What?
0: Uh-huh.
1: I was like, Faustus, that's like a Red Skull guy, isn't it? That's yes. the one guy with the, with the mustache, the fat, the, the big guy with the... Bro, we should have known. As soon as we saw Iron Man, Wolverine, and, like, Spider-Man, we should have known. Yep. Should have known. Yep. Gave him the best of intentions, should have Yeah, known. so the
0: Midnight Suns in this game are uh the Agatha Harkness caretaker character. Can,
1: can you re- what are the Midnight Suns are preventing Lilith? Is that what they're doing? Their for-
0: whole job in to in this version individual. of the of the Marvel universe is to just like they they work out of some home base called the Abbey. Um and they handle like occult threats, which the Doctor Strange already does. Yet Doctor Strange isn't a part of the Midnight Suns. But anyway, you have um, you have Nico, I forget her last name. Nico, whatever, is one of the Midnight Suns. The Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider. Uh, Magic. Okay. And who was the fourth? I forget who the fourth one is. Clearly not someone noteworthy. Son of a. Who is it? Who is the fourth? I don't care. It didn't make an impact on me. And then of course you have your generic created character who's along for the ride. As far as the battle system goes, it's not terrible. The the fights were fun. Oh, Blade. Blade is the fourth Midnight Sun. That would make sense. Um
1: Magic kinda does too. I could see magic.
0: I guess. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she's like the ruler of Limbo.
1: Yeah, that's what I was like.
0: She's the ruler ruler of a bunch of demons from another dimension. I'm not sure putting her in charge of stopping occult and demonic threats is really the thing that makes the most sense in the context of the story. Plenty of other occult Marvel characters that could have been part of the Midnight Suns. Doctor Voodoo, Scarlet Witch, Johnny Blaze, Dan Ketch, whatever. Throw magic in there. Um, so, for the battles, they're fun. They're fun enough. Um, it's very much light on strategy. There's not a whole lot of. You can't take cover. You can move one character each turn. You can move one character each turn. That's it. Oh, um, in and- these battles. They're not too long, I don't know, yeah. 10 minutes 15 minutes um, but you can't move them behind covers there's no way to avoid attacks there's a couple of buff cards that will give you some extra defense but uh, it's a fun time waster on the battle side, the story is forgettable and some of the choices of like character design, characters in the game, dialogue is corny as hell, everything is a joke <laughs> I had a conversation with, after my first mission, I had to go to my bedroom. I have a bedroom in the Abbey. I had to go to my room. They sent me to my room. Then Tony (laughs) Stark shows up in my room. and I had a conversation with Tony Stark. And literally, anytime you talk to Tony Stark in this game, the only thing he does is crack jokes. That's it. All he does, he's just jokes. It's all jokes. Jokes, jokes, jokes. It's a comedy game. Rise of the Midnight Suns, but comedy. But make it funny. That's what we got. Um, and you have to, you don't have to, but you have the option to upgrade your room. Like you earn currency in the game, and you can buy this currency as well. A single player game, but you can buy currency to use on cosmetics of in the game. Of so I can change my bed sheets. Uh, I have a demon dog for some reason. I can get my demon dog a better plush bed to sleep on. I can add paintings to my room. None of like, what I don't know why scary. I would want to do this in this game, but a single player game that's just for me.
1: What is this game?
0: On top of that, it doesn't run very smoothly on PC. It doesn't run very smoothly at all. Yeah. And I checked specs before I got it. And my, my gaming PC can run this game on the highest settings. It blows away the minimum requirements. I can run it on Ultra for every single thing. And it still is not, not super smooth yet. Patch it. So that was my impromptu review of Rise of the Midnight Suns after playing it for approximately five hours. Uh I'd give it like a five and a half, maybe a six out of ten.
1: Mm.
0: Wanted to love it. Not enough to love yet.
1: I'm sorry to hear that.
0: Me too. I, I dreaded finishing a battle because that meant I had to go back to the Abbey and have a conversation with <laughs> Tony Stark man. in my bedroom.
1: Grown man. <laughs> <laughs> Grown man getting sent to bed.
0: The last mission that I played, this is the last thing I'll say about it, the last mission that I played uh, was a boss fight where we had to fight a possessed by Lilith Venom. Okay. It was kind of a fun fight. I get back to the Abbey. I walk into like the living room of the Abbey and everyone's playing like a board game or something. Captain Marvel is like, you should play too. You should play board games with them and play games and be social. And I was like, no. and I went back to my room. <laughs> I don't have an option. That was scripted.
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to listen to this back.
0: This is going to be great. Rough stuff, man. It's rough stuff. Um, so, yeah. That's all I've been playing. I'll be back to F1 Manager by the time we record again. Yeah, we will be back. 100%. All right. Uh, we've, we've, gone, we've gone way longer than I thought we would on these topics. Probably my fault for going so deep in of the Midnight Suns. I, I apologize. Uh, if you made it this far, congratulations. This is, I think... Our Are you longest episode today.
1: Sons of the Serpent. <laughs> you were going on. Nah, this was, this was way longer than that.
0: This is way longer than that. This uh, is way longer than that. So, uh, if you made it this far, we appreciate you. Uh, we've got a couple more episodes to release. Then we're going to take a little bit of a holiday break. We're going to talk more about that in upcoming episodes. We've got a year in review type of episode in the pipeline. The last full episode we put out this year. Um, so look for that soon find us on twitter our twitters are linked in the uh the description of the video and the audio episode um also you can like and subscribe on youtube if you watch us there that would help out the channel quite a bit my name is dave and i'm Matt. we'll see y'all in seven days
1: Peace.